0: What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Tuesday, March 15th, just a couple days away from the start of the 2022 NCAA Wrestling Championships. I'm officially here in Detroit. Uh, Me and ace photographer Joe Kress are here um, to bring you all the coverage of all three Iowa schools and even the handful of former Iowa high schoolers that are in the field representing other schools. Um... Kind of, uh, uh, not going to lie, guys, between the uh, the spring forward uh, uh, time change over the weekend and then jumping over to the eastern time zone. And then, by the way, did you guys know that Detroit's right near the Canadian border? Um, a little out of sorts on our travel day. But we're here safe and sound and uh, wanted to get you guys another podcast here to kind of get you ready for the big dance coming up this week. Um, This year marks the 25th anniversary of the 1997 Iowa wrestling team. And those of you who are old enough to remember that 1997 Iowa wrestling team set the all-time scoring record at the NCAA championships. That year it was hosted at the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls. And it was also the last year that Dan Gable was the head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And all he did that year was coach an Iowa team to his 15th NCAA team title as the head coach. Um, but they scored 170 team points in the process, which is still the all time NCAA team score record, um, you know, as we're talking about it here today. Eight total All-Americans. They took all 10 wrestlers there. So eight finished on the podium. Six of them reached the finals. Five of them finished as NCAA champs. Jesse Whitmer, Mark Ironside, Lincoln McElravey, Joe Williams, Lee Fullhart, um, you know, 170 team points. Um, that team was, that was a little bit of an unbelievable performance for those of you who do remember. If you don't, um, here's kind of the nuts and bolts about how they performed that weekend. Um, a 46 and 10 record overall by those Iowa Rustlers, by my count at least. You guys can go search the brackets and, and just kind of see how dominant they were. Of the 46 wins, I counted nine pins, another win by medical forfeit, 10 major decisions, three technical falls, so a ton of bonus points, but even more. 23 wins in a row um, a streak that started Friday night ran or Thursday night ran all day Friday um, and didn't um, you know it didn't end until uh, you know some of the Russellback matches on Friday night sessions so just unbelievable performance from the Hawkeyes that weekend um, and to kind of commemorate the the 25 year anniversary not only did I write about it in my mailbag which, you can find a link to read that in the show notes if you have not already. I actually got Coach Gable on the phone to chat with him, um, you know, about that 1997 team, what he remembers, which by the way is a lot. Um, you know, just kind of the performances, the, the lead up to that tournament, a uh, handful of the individual performances that he remembers. Um, you know, just kind of what he learned as a coach throughout that process, because. Um, Again, if if you don't remember, I'm not sure that the vibes were very good surrounding that Iowa team. Just kind of, they lost to Oklahoma State in the national dual finals little bit of an underwhelming performance at the Big Ten tournament that year. Um, But then they come out and and just, (laughs) they basically ran away from the crowd um, very, very quickly, and especially so on Friday at the NCAA Championships that year. So got to pick Gable's brain about that. Also sprinkled in some questions about what to expect this week. Uh, Got a hold of him on the phone. He's actually sitting in Florida at the time that we recorded this, which was on Tuesday afternoon. Um, So he might reference that a little bit, but he's very, very excited for the action coming up this week. Like we all are. And also um, was eager to talk about that 1997 team because it's been 25 years, which is a little crazy, not only to coach Gable, but I'm sure for those of you who remember the spectacular performance from that team. So I'll quit blabbering here. We'll get to that interview runs about 25 minutes or so. Uh, Just me and coach Gable, um, just kind of shooting the breeze about that 1997 team. And then also a little bit about what to expect this week, or at least uh, how, coach Gables viewing the team race coming up this week in Detroit excellent conversation I'm sure you guys will enjoy it we will go to that now well what did you think of last week's uh, performance at big Tens I thought if you know if those guys would have wrestled you know they would have had a shot to probably close the gap a little bit oh for
1: sure but you know I everything's different right now Uh including, you know, who practiced when and how and why for the last two years or however long the pandemic's been going on. You know, and so it's just like, I, I think that people are looking at this tournament more than ever now than even like their, their qualifiers, the Big Ten, the Big 12, you know, the PAC, whatever you got, whatever they, all of them they are. I just – I think this is the tournament that uh, everybody's just kind of shooting for just because – I don't know. do we have fans last year? I don't think
0: so. Like a little bit, but not like it's going to be this week.
1: Yeah. So – and with Michigan actually winning the Big Tens, you know, it's – and being in Detroit – uh, and there's three teams that are really going for one trophy. Um, and then there's another dozen teams that are going for another trophy. In reality, that's only two trophies, but there is four, but I don't think anybody's going to be happy with second and third. I think somebody will be happy with fourth, as long as it's not the top three. But, you know, somebody could sneak in there, but who, you know, like, you know, who knows? But but uh, it appears there's three teams going for one trophy, and, that's, you know, and they're going to be not happy taking the second or third. And then it appears that there's a dozen teams going for that fourth one. So, you know, that one's like the gold medal, too. That one's like the top trophy. So there's really two trophies this this weekend uh, or this week, as far as I'm concerned, and, and they're both gold. So that's the way I'm looking at them.
0: <laughs> that's kind of how I'm viewing it too. There's like, there's you know, there's the top tier with Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, and then you know, kind of like you said, there's you know, probably a dozen teams that could jump in and take that fourth place spot. Um, yeah. But I was kind of curious. So, what did you kind of learn about the the, the team race um, from the Big Ten tournament? Like, how do you think that's going to inform well, people I, this week?
1: Well, I really it's You know, I knew Michigan all along had the potential, but I never really saw it, you know, in performance, you know, and I, I knew they had it in the room. I knew they have good coaches, you know, they had a Jackson this year, uh, you know, besides, you know, the head coach, he's, you know, he's a damn good coach. And, uh, it just didn't look like to me that with all that, what they have that they were going to get there. But you know what? They got there. And now a lot of people, you know, I even heard people say that, well, they they can they can do it with fourteen teams, but they might not be able to do it with 14, 24 teams or whatever, you know, it's a lot more teams than that, but I'm just saying the top ones. But I don't know, they they look pretty solid. I mean they look experienced. they I mean, how'd that Mitchie get Third? Did he get third?
0: Yeah, he came all the way back after a first round I mean, loss. Right? He looks.
1: I mean, I, I, there's only one reason why he got third. Is because of the team. And and when you fight for that like that, that's a different story. I mean, once you know, he, I I don't think he thinks enough of himself up at that weight class. But and I would see him to zero and two maybe out at the Big Ten's. But when I think his team was. Showing that they 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 had this spark that he had the spark too that he, he he had more ambition he had something that was lacking uh, so that, you know that kind of uh, surprised me but it's the way it, it happens and so you know I think they're they're in the run you know and I think everybody's in the run i i just don't know about Iowa and those injuries even though I there was another what dozen people that forfeited. And I think because of what I'm saying earlier, I think that's why they're doing it. They're just, they weren't looking at that conference and they were already qualified. And, and they're uh, one reason, whether injury or just not wanting that match up then, but one, two weeks, you know, that's when it counts. So, you know, that's the kind of way I look at it. So I, I'm looking forward to it just a great NCAA you know I'll be I'll be surprised if it's
0: not no I agree with you there I think it's I think the team race is going to be fun I think the the team race at the Big Ten tournament was kind of a small preview of what it could be this week mm-hmm. um, and exactly. I think, I think everybody and I was wins. not going to
1: pull out I was not going to pull out they're still going to try to wrestle
0: oh yeah we're, we're not going to yeah. see hardly any medical forfeits this week unless those yeah. guys literally cannot walk on the mat
1: right exactly
0: yeah no, I think th- I think the team race has the potential to be one of the better ones we've seen in quite some time. Um, I know you said that you were hoping to talk to Tom to kind of get the pulse of the Hawkeyes, but what do you what do you what do you expect from them this week? What do you th- how how well do you think they're going to wrestle?
1: Well, I think they'll wrestle as well as they can hold up, and by that I mean injury-wise, and then they'll fight through injury and they won't forfeit. They'll still come back. But I think if they can stay somewhat healthy, uh, I'm saying they're probably not that healthy, but if they can stay, because they've done it at times, you've seen them in matches, and they've been able to stay healthy in matches as compared to you saw all four guys get hurt uh, at the um, NCW or at the Big Tens, and which was pretty unusual, but um, and and they they were tough enough that they maybe two of them or three of them didn't even show it. I just could see it, so you know because I was watching close for that stuff. But so you know, I I don't think any of these three teams are going to probably go in, like I said, for second place, and so that's going to make it a dogfight, you know, unless it's just a total disaster for somebody. Uh, by that, I mean, not just one guy, I mean, it's the whole team. All of a sudden, something just happens, happens, happens and they get on a roll the wrong way. And then you lose that little Michigan attitude that they got the Michigan attitude. Um, and you know, then it could go the other way, but I think if people are, people are planning on winning right now, people are planning. And, uh, and some people are hoping to get, you know, to um, move up. But that's not within that top three, I don't think. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at.
0: Yeah. How did you, when you were a coach, how did you kind of approach injuries? Like, did you ever have guys dinged up at, at the Big Ten tournament and then they had to turn around in two weeks and wrestle at the national tournament? Like, what did you guys do during those two weeks?
1: I never really had that many guys dinged up. Or excuse me, I don't mean dinged up. I mean some pretty, you know,
0: serious type of injuries, like what I was kind of dealing with this week. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm not. We're not. You know, when something dislocates, you know, and it's a big joint or something like that, you know, that's that. that I've had it happen, and it's 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 uh, it's no, it's difficult. It's difficult. But sometimes you wrap it up, and you just stay out of that position but I um, I'm, you know the what was the question
0: oh I was just as when you were a coach like how oh, did you deal with guys I, who I, deal well with I usually
1: did, I, I, this is pretty unusual you know and I think it has something to do with just not being able to be under the supervised coaches as much as normal and I you know there's probably some other reasons but you know who knows exactly but but uh, uh, I would say that My 97 team is the one, my last year was the one where I really had to make adjustments. And I don't know if it was more, it was some injury, Uh, Lincoln McAravey was was injured, Uh, but more than the injury, it was just, uh, they needed rest, they needed uh, uh, mental development that they already had, but had lost. And so it was more like going to class. And, and instead of battling for two hours, you had a class for an hour, then you probably did something for an hour. So, but I just never had done that quite that extensive. And I had learned it from a 94 team overseas when I was against, it was a world team against Turkey, I mean, over in Turkey. So, and I really wasn't planning on doing that. I was going to plan on hitting the old hard gas, but putting the foot pedal down, but it just a couple things fell into place that made me realize that this is the way I have to do it because I had a good, I got a good team. I mean, I got a good team, but they're just not wrestling up to their abilities. All I need to do is get their minds more and their bodies feeling good. And I have a feeling, you know, that's kind of what, what brands had to do this last two weeks, He's trying to get people feeling good.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm, I, I'm glad you brought up 97 because it's been 25 years since then. Is it kind of crazy it's, to think it's been that long for you guys?
1: It's crazy. It's crazy that it's been 25 years because I'm still in it, you know, mentally. But my only thank, thankfulness is if I, that I did re- step down in 97 because I wouldn't be here
0: talking to you today. I'd be dead. You really think so? so? I know you were oh, hobbled yeah. that year, but like.
1: Oh, uh, it's not. And it, oh, yeah. I got, oh, I got these physical injuries, but my, my mind was going to be shot. My mind was going. Yeah. I had to uh, back off on the day-to-day, day-to-day, day-to-day of 365. And uh, I'm still doing it, but not, I don't have to do it. You know, and I don't, I can sit here in Florida and do it. <laughs> you know so and I'm you know I'm doing stuff I'm working all the time but it's like I don't have 45 guys to or 35 guys or whatever it is plus you're the you, you know you deal with the world team and you deal with the Olympic teams and you got another how many you know so you know it's like it's non-stop and, and then you try to get away after the NCAAs and uh, you know it's like the next morning you're like planning, but, but it took me a long time to realize about the last five or 10 years of my career, I actually went away and then I could actually work and kind of play a little bit instead of staying home. I used to always just stay home right after the nationals. And that was a mistake for about 20 for about 15 years. So I should have, um, uh, I could have learned a lot more getting away because, all of a sudden, if I was in town, I went to work at my same place, or I was bombarded, and more as if I was somewhere in Hawaii or Florida or somewhere. Yeah, I went to work, but I wasn't getting bombarded, you know, because people weren't there to bombard me. You know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, the AD may want me to go speak. some. Well, I can't because I'm in Florida, you know, or in Hawaii or wherever the hell I am,
0: you know. I like that. Yeah, you got, you got to take care of yourself between the years sometimes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: What else, what else do you remember of that 97 team? I know that that was the team that, that, that set the record. They had that unbelievable yeah. winning streak well, on Friday. It, well, it was
1: all set up. It was just perfectly set up uh, in my hometown of Waterloo-Cedar Falls at the University of Northern Iowa in a football stadium. Uh, it was set up where you know, my coach, Bob Siddons, high school coach was set to give me the trophy, but he was going to give me the runner up trophy. Ooh. And when they, and when they did that, that just like, you know, Whoa, how can you, uh, you know, that, that was done ahead of time. And that was like in shock. But, and, and I think I had heard that maybe right after the big tens, because they set up things earlier. And so, you know, that maybe helped me, you know, maybe deep deeper and, and come up with the better solutions. So, I mean, after, after Friday session, they changed him to be the uh, champion uh, because yeah, I think we won like 26 matches in a row on Friday and uh, somewhere like that. But anyway, so, you know, you and then you, you go back in your life and you, you see and you analyze, you've already done it, but you, you got to go back and remember it and so at 94 in Turkey, where I overworked the guys and they just, you know, I had a great team, just like my 97 team. I had a great team, but they weren't performing. And I never stopped working them hard and analyzed that maybe I just shouldn't work them just hard. There's other ways to work. There's smarter ways to work instead of just hard. So that's what all of a sudden hit me. But it hit me because I ran in to Mark Ironside after practice, coming back to the Big Tens. We got Sunday off because we come back on Sunday, and we had Monday morning off, and I think we even had Monday off maybe. And so Tuesday, um, I thought I gave him like a day and a half off or almost two days. But when we had practice on Tuesday, I mean – I went into my office afterwards. I saw it. I went into my office. I came back in my room. Mark Ironside, the heartbeat of the team as far as conditioning guy, was still in the wrestling room, uh, leaning against the wall, sitting in cold sweat. Everybody was gone. And I looked at him, and it was like 45 minutes later, and I said, what are you doing here? He said, coach, I just haven't recovered yet from the Big Ten."s And he was only one of two that won. And so I said, and so I just said, get in there, get in that hot tub. I mean, I'll mean, i get in the hot showers, get in the sauna, get your body feeling good again, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock or 6.30, along with the team practice. Well, I went home that night, and I could not sleep all night. And basically finally fell a little bit of sleep, and I woke up with the answer. <laughs> the answer was 94 team, overworked overtrained i gotta do something different i can't do it twice can't make the same mistake so i went to practice that morning they were all there i warmed them up for like 20 minutes 25 minutes and i said hit the showers guys and none of them believed it they all just kind of went and got their partner getting ready to go and i said guys hit the showers hit the sauna you're done till this afternoon they all left. It was the start of a comeback, and, a start a and the start of a feel good, and it was a start of bringing the tr- bringing bringing the best out of guys because they had a lot to give. They were just too overworked, too overstressed, whatever it was. But we changed our and then we changed our practices, and we changed, and I made them get up in front of the group. Each one of them had to tell the top ten, the the guys that were going had to tell all thirty guys there what they were going to do to make a contribution. And I also focused on championship bonus points. Uh, but when those guys got up in front, a lot of them haven't ever talked to the team, you know, like a coach. And it was pretty interesting, pretty good. And not one of them said anything negative. They all said positive things. And that, what else are you going to say? you know? And so now they had to back it up. And not only to themselves, but all to their team. And because of that, a lot of good stuff happened. And even even during this, the pre-championship, not pre-championship, but each session, we always had a discussion. Even stuff was learned during those sessions that made a difference in people winning. And so it, it came right up. To, you know, Jesse, Jesse Whitmer wasn't going to win. Uh, until he, uh, until we had a probably about the third, fourth round, and all of a sudden, we found out what his uh, problem was, and he had solved it, and nobody knew it until we had that meeting before that round, and he went out and beat a guy he hadn't beat that year, think the guy beat him two or three times, before. So, you know, it's just you get you get on a roll, and you and you uh, you don't go with the same stuff that don't work. Uh, and you look, you look at your history, and, and you basically, uh, instead of having two Big Ten champions, which was horrible, we had six in the finals, five champs. I mean, that's just in two weeks. And it was because they were, we should have had six or seven Big Ten champs, but they were overworked or overpushed, and Gable was going out. I wasn't coaching the whole year, but I... You know, we're back coaching, and and you know, it's just one of these things that you learn over time. And if and if you don't, and if you keep going back to the well and it's not working, then better try something else.
0: Absolutely. What uh, what performances kind of? I know that there were a lot of tremendous individual performances that week, but what what which ones maybe stand out the most, or which ones were the most impressive?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean Jesse Whitmer is probably the standout. I mean, he was probably the lowest-ranked guy, maybe 5th, 6th, 7th, something like that. Uh, I mean, Lincoln McIlroy, just the fact that he wasn't able to wrestle for about the last month of the season uh, in practices or any place. He had a concussion uh, and then went in an overtime against a guy that he had beaten so many times. But it was pretty close at times. But a great wrestler, the defending champ, because McIlroy hadn't wrestled the year before, and bono, and so it's like wow that you know that was unbelievable uh, uh, Casey Gillis I mean took place he couldn't he couldn't take any I mean he, he was not on on, on a uh, uh, on a course to be able to do anything that year he was a freshman and second year freshman I think and he just looked horrible but all of a sudden I was you know I was doing a lot more thinking. Instead of actually coaching practices, that gave me a chance to find out, to actually analyze, like Casey Gillis, like he needed a certain couple tools uh, in, his, in his offense and his defense. And he worked unbelievably hard to, to get this uh, offensive sweep single or high crotch. And he already had good defensive scoring, but it just, um, uh, you know, just was able to focus on what he really needed. And I did it from a hospital bed too, you know, for a while because I had a couple, I had a hip surgery and, you know, I, I, I needed to be in the coaching realm. But I did a different type of coaching and more analyzation. So, you know, and Tony Ursuline, I mean, he he went all the way to the round of placing and lost in the number one seed in the Russellback that kept him out of being an All-American. And so he was probably ninth or, you know, something like that he and the number one seed was Mark Smith who had gotten beat. So he got beat by him, but he went all the way through there and he wouldn't even favor to get through the big tens. And here he was scoring points in the, in the uh, f- uh, Friday night session uh, for the Hawkeyes, you know? So uh, the only guy that didn't place lost in that round two, I think was, uh or no, Two guys I think didn't place. I don't know if, if uh, hand placed or not, but he might've, but, He might have placed, but I can't remember, our heavyweight. But let's see who else. Um, Joe uh, Joe Williams, I think, got beat in the Big Tens. I mean, my gosh, how could he get beat? And, you know, he comes back and he wins that. Uh, Oh, Mike Euchre. unbelievable. Mike Uecker, if if it wasn't uh, the position of the referee, he would have been in the finals. Because he threw the guy that... um, uh, I don't know if he won that year or not. The guy from, uh, won the Olympics. That's coaching a pin. Slay. Yeah. He had him, he had him pinned, but it wasn't, didn't get called. And then he ended up losing like six, five. I mean, he, but it was, and, and that's, you know, you can't blame referee for not calling if you don't see it, but you know, it was definitely, a, and you know, he came back and he placed and he was up a couple of weights from when he was an all American a few couple of years before that. So, you know, it's, it, or maybe three ways. I think he wrestled forty two, and he wrestled sixty seven. I think at that at that tournament. Uh, you know, so we just, you know, we had outstanding performances. I mean, it was just a blink of an eye, and we should have had six champs. It was a bad call by me. You know, I, I mean, the national finals you got Mike Men in the national finals going overtime, and he gets the call to ride or go underneath, and he looked to me. And I gave I gave him the chance to, to make the call and he took, took took he took top and there's no doubt he would have got out. He, and you know why he took top because he didn't get out in the big 10 finals in the overtime or in the reg, yeah in the overtime so he just said well I better go the other way. Well it wasn't the big 10 finals. that's a qualifier you know at that time especially. And so he could have chose down and got out 90% of the time and he would have won that match against a really good wrestler from Oklahoma state, but he didn't. And that was my mistake, but you know, it's just things that I would have learned from the, for the future, but I quit coaching.
0: <laughs> Your Except recalls on for- un- unreal coach. That's a lot of specific details about what you remember from something 25 years ago.
1: Yeah, but it's not the first time I probably said it. So.
0: <laughs> How often um, have you been asked about that team, um, especially this year, since it's been twenty five? Uh,
1: probably only once this year, maybe. But you know, probably over time, five, six times. And you know, when you write books and stuff like that during that time period off, you know, you just and when you go do speeches, you know, you bring some of this kind of stuff up to for performance, you know, that type of stuff. So that's why it's probably better. I hadn't waited 25 years to tell you this, so that's why I'm flowing it. It's kind of flowing out.
0: No, that's really cool. I, I I went back and found all the brackets, and I was looking through there and trying to figure out what the you know the winning streak was and how the, all those guys ultimately did. And um, you know, I think the stat I came up with was what 46 and 10 overall record. They had you know 10 pins, 10 major decisions, three more technical falls, um, 23 think, wins in a row at one point.
1: Yeah, tw- yeah, in that, that's amazing. Yeah. That's you know Michigan did a little bit of that in the Big Tens. But that's the Big Tens. They did a little bit of that. Holy
0: shit! They won, uh, I think it was like 19 in a row. Was the yeah. We were keeping count for a while because we just kind of yeah. noticed that they kept winning one after another. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what, the, that's what happens when you get on a roll. And, but, you know, that was the Big Ten. So, there, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this time. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, of course, you know I'm a Hawkeye fan, and you know, and Iowa State's one ranked pretty good. I think they're up in the top ten right now. You know, so you know, and then you and I, you know, it's because that's where I'm from, and plus the fact that's 25 years ago. but the coach is is uh, was with me for a year. Uh, so uh, there's a lot to lot to root for.
0: Oh no doubt. I think I think the way I've been using their, the way I've been phrasing it, Iowa State and you and I both have top ten capability. We'll see if they get there, but
1: um, no, I like. Let's see if they can go for that fourth. For not the fourth, the other trophy. There's two trophies, two <laughs> goals this time. Remember, let's see if you, those Iowa State and you and I can go for the gold, the, the kind of the second tier gold. Now they might want to shut me up and go for the real one. So, but that 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 would that would have uh, that'd be
0: unbelievable that'd be a heck of a week for the state of Iowa if all three of those yeah. teams contended for trophies this week yeah Always super grateful for Coach Gable's time and just really, and you guys heard me say it, just super impressed by his memory and his recall and um, just kind of what the, the, you know, the tiny details he was able to remember from that 1997 team all these years later. um, I know I'm not the first person he's rehashed that week to, and I know I probably won't be the last so long as 170 team points continues to be the NCAA championships team scoring record. Um, not sure that we're going to see 170 points this week, at least from a single team. Um, but we are in for a treat of a team race. You heard Coach Gable talk about it. I know I've harped on it quite a bit since we got done with the Big Ten Championships in Lincoln. Um, going to be a great team race, I think, coming up. Going to be an excellent week, as the NAA Championships always are. Um, you know, and it's really, I, you know, you kind of heard Gable talk about it, too. Capacity crowds going to be back at Little Caesars Arena this week, and and that's always going to be exciting because part of the fun of the NCAA Championships every year is just the crowd that gets involved, and just the, you know the oohs and the ahs and the reactions, and you know to the results that happen on the mat. So um, I know I'm excited about that. You guys heard that Gable's excited about that, and um, yeah, that's really that's kind of it for today's show, guys. I, I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on twitter at cody goodwin instagram cody j goodwin and of course be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories mailbags analysis and videos we're just a couple days away from the big show guys i know they're probably going to put a handful more of my things behind the paywall and i don't want you guys to miss a thing so you can find link to subscribe as well as some stories and videos from this past week in the show notes thanks again for listening you guys we will talk again soon